Well, it was uh, even more decisive than uh, that Cotton Bowl win for Mr. Spielman. We brought back the old open just because, you know, uh, highlights, highlights, highlights. There are plenty of them today, Chris, from Ohio State's 56-27 win over Michigan. Dominant, uh, really start to finish, although Michigan made it a game for a while. Well, I think what hurt Michigan, exactly what we talked about in previewing this game, is early on they had uh, chances to capitalize, which – of course they didn't. I mean, jumping off sides on that fourth and four, yeah, that's like a turnover. And Ohio State, of course, takes advantage of your mistakes. People's Jones had a touchdown catch, and Fuller was able to knock it out of there. Uh, another big plus. So anytime you have those opportunities when you're playing like a team as good as Ohio State, you don't capitalize, you don't have a chance. And I just tweeted out, Bruce, I don't know if you saw it or not, but there's plenty of offense or MVPs in this game. Right? I, I just think they're – but the offensive line, that was a dominating performance. Yeah, it and was. It, and it's, it's, it's going down to me, uh, you know, I, 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 don't, I wasn't speaking hyperbole, hyperbole when I said that I think this has the chance to be, as a unit, not as individuals, but as a unit, one of the best offensive lines in team history. And just watching them get to the second level, and J.K. running, and, and, you know, J.K. was awesome today. Uh, he's proven to me that I thought Gus had a great analogy. He reminds him of Emmett Smith. I'm not saying he's Emmett Smith, but he's that type of back. And that offensive line was getting to the second level. It was just, and Justin Fields had all kinds of time to, to throw. It was just a, a great performance. And I love it when you play up your best performance in the biggest game and I think that offensive line and J.K. certainly did. Yeah, they absolutely did. Justin Fields uh, gave us all a little heart-stopping moment there with the uh, the hit to his knee. Oh, I left the room. I oh, left the room. That was I left uh, the room. Was I'm a, Brennan, I'm Tom Brenneman, and he almost had a nervous breakdown. I had to I'd talk him off the ledge. That was a commercial break that uh, endured for a long time, and then to see him, <laughs> to see him walk off was great. And then I mean. Yeah. Heisman moment, you come back on with a clunky knee brace and you throw a perfect touchdown pass across your body to Garrett Wilson. Uh, wow. I mean, Justin Fields today, uh, 14 of 25, 302 yards on 14 completions, four touchdowns, and J.K. Dobbins, four touchdowns. We had a conversation this week that those two guys we felt were OSU's most indispensable players. Uh, yeah. Chase Young today, Michigan clearly devoted a lot of attention to Chase Young. And I think really it would surprise me at this point if uh, Chase Young would finish ahead of Justin Fields in the Heisman Trophy. He may finish ahead of J.K. Dobbins, although I'll say it again. If J.K. Dobbins doesn't get a Heisman invite and Jonathan yeah. Taylor does, that's just not correct. Well, and, and yeah, in fact, too, that you could imagine what J.K.'s numbers would be if he got to play in the second half of games. I mean, going into the Penn State game, I, or I think we, we tracked it. He only had 59 carries. Yeah, 57, uh, I think. 57, whatever it is. And so, I mean, J.K. was he was tremendous today. And his vision, his balance, his uh, not quitting. And just and Justin would have had another touchdown pass. The lobby, uh lost it or the wind blew it into his face mask where he closed his eyes at the last second. But just overall, great performance by, by everybody. I thought the defense struggled early. I mean, uh, the receivers for Michigan – got off to a quick start and there was some miscommunications in the back end but Jeff Happley is and crew did a great job of, of shutting them down and now of course they were aided by I think seven or eight drops yeah 
yeah. from Michigan. So that certainly didn't help them. But uh, Reggie Bush said it best. I said it on our podcast. The biggest difference between Ohio State and Michigan is that Ohio State has NFL talent and Michigan doesn't. That's just the way it is. And anybody that tells you otherwise is lying to you. Yeah, it's just I think Reggie Bush hit on it and I don't know if you watched the pregame or you're watching game day or or Fox uh Reggie Bush said they they haven't had since 2005 I think they've had three offensive skill players drafted in the first round since Michigan. 2005. Yes, Michigan. Yeah. Hey, uh are you on speaker? If you're not on speakerphone, let's try it on speakerphone to see if we can take some of the uh, static out if you're in a place where you can put your phone on speakerphone. Uh, Buckeyes today, 56 to 27 over Michigan. It was 14 to 13 after the first quarter. Uh, Quinn Nordeen missed a point after Michigan took a six, nothing lead. I thought they might end up needing that point. They, uh, they didn't, they needed a lot more than just one. Um, and you know, I, I never felt like Ohio state was in trouble. I had friends. I even tweeted this. I had friends and family texting me. You said it'd be easy. You said it'd be easy. It felt to me like it was it was this this result was inevitable. It felt like we were building toward this. I didn't think Michigan could what are they gonna do? Throw it fifty times and Ohio State was well, never gonna figure that out? I mean it just to me it just was inevitable this was gonna happen. Well you hit a good text on me. You can't run, you can't win, and you know, eventually bad things are gonna happen if you're forced to throw it all the time because you're just having pass rushers putting constant pressure on you and, and you know, there's balls tipped and you know, some of the back end guys uh who haven't played a lot this year, stepped up and played big. And I think Ohio State caught a break with Fuller not being out next week. Yeah. Did you? I, I, w- I really didn't think that was targeting when I first saw the replay. Then I was like, uh, I don't know. They might call yeah. that. What What did you think was going to happen? They I, did dodge a bullet there. Yeah, I think it was the, the right call because his shoulder uh, kind of scraped the helmet and – I think, you know, you could call that either way, but I think it was a common sense thing. You know, he, he did his best to get his head out of there. And I, I get that all you have to do is hit the neck and area, neck and head area. But uh, I thought that was the right call. I thought if it would have been more of a direct blow, they might have stuck with the call right there. And remember, the officials are, are told if it's close, call it. Yeah. And we'll fix it through replay. Yeah, so OSU now waits the winner of Minnesota and Wisconsin. Um, I don't know. I was thinking about this this morning. Uh, in a normal situation, you'd think, well, if you beat a team the first time, you probably don't want to face them again because you might take them lightly. But the degree by which Ohio State beat Wisconsin the first time, I can't imagine that Wisconsin could turn that around. I think it would be a – obviously, it's an edge for Wisconsin to have played. Not an edge over what Ohio State's edge would be, but right. – at least Wisconsin has a, a flavor of exactly how good Ohio State is having played them. Minnesota, you can look at them on film, Chris. I mean, is it since in your experiences, like guys live, you don't really know until you play them, right? I think yeah, that's, that's the problem Ohio State gives so many teams. Yeah, and uh, especially this offensive line, I think where Minnesota, I, I do think Minnesota would be a better prep game for Ohio State because they, they're throwing the ball really well. Uh, they have two NFL wide receivers, uh, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And I think one area that is concerning is, you know, Ohio State was exposed a little bit today uh, in the passing game. I mean, there were there were plays to be had, and there were some miscommunication problems. And you and I were texting that one team you don't want to play right now, at least, is Clemson, yeah. right? I mean, they're a very confident they're team. Yeah, and they're athletes too, right? Yes, sir. So, 
I, I actually think that uh, Minnesota uh, will be a tougher opponent than Michigan was. And um, now it's easy for me to say that now. I wouldn't have said that before this game, but now I'm saying, geez. Well, what's transpiring so far bears that out. The uh, Gophers have a 7 to nothing lead, and they are driving. They're at the Wisconsin 35 with about four minutes to go in the uh, first quarter. Yep. Jonathan Taylor's not having any success. Uh, five carries, nine yards. That's kind of uh, par for the course for him against Ohio State. Uh, Wisconsin, uh, you know, I mean, excuse me, Minnesota played Ohio State pretty tough last year. I was impressed with their talent. You like their quarterback, Tanner Morgan, and, and you've been on their wide receivers all season long. Yeah. Well, I just think if you look at Tanner's statistics of late, I mean, 300-yard rushing games, and plus we know that Minnesota's tough, right? I mean, their offensive lines are always pretty good, and they know who they are. They buy into the mantra, uh, mantras of Roll Your Boat and Sky Ma. And that means something to them, and they play like it. And, you know, they're having a dream season, and what better way for them to, to play Ohio State? So they'll be ready to go. And, and you make a great point that they hung with Ohio State last year, right? They I mean, they played them tough. Yeah. And so I think that's something that will give those guys confidence. But the Big Ten championship game, that's a different stage. It's a different level. And this Ohio State team, the maturity that it has shown throughout the year – uh, to me, can handle prosperity. I thought uh, Ryan Day was extremely humble. I don't know if you saw the interview. After I did. That was striking. Yeah, yeah I think he's it's just, uh, you know, it's a big thing. And, and I would, my advice to Coach Day and everybody involved, enjoy it uh, today, enjoy it tomorrow. But, you know, there's a lot to go. And, you know, the new thing at Ohio State, it's not a new thing anymore, but we play for national championships, and that's the ultimate goal. Yeah, Spielman and Hooley podcast giving you the chance with our friends at Premier at Sawmill Athletic Club to win a couples membership for the 2020 calendar year. It's valued at $1,300. All you need to do is email us or go to uh, our website, SpielmanandHooley.com. You can click on the entry form there. That's probably the easiest way to do it, or you can email your entry to SpielmanHooleyPodcast at gmail.com. Premier is a great facility. Indoor-outdoor pools, all the different kinds kinds of uh, fitness classes and yoga and spin, and there's no add-ons for any of that. Uh, all the latest uh, weight training equipment, and you will love Premier at Sawmill because it comes with two hours of child care for every visit. So a great uh, prize. We want to thank Jim Miller and Regan Corvistu for making that possible in the new year. Premier at Sawmill Athletic Club. Fill out the entry form at SpielmanandHooley.com. All right, give the people the benefit of your expertise. What did Michigan do today to neutralize Chase Young? Well, I thought Runyon uh, did a nice job, for the most part, handling one-on-one, right? And uh, I did think they chipped and doubled him a little bit, but I thought in 75 did uh, the best job that I've seen anybody do on him all year. And one thing I was noticing is that they were so concerned with Chase Young's speed rush that he was really getting depth off the ball and almost waiting for Chase to come to him. Now, Chase did a good job of countering that because he set him up inside and he had a really good hit on Shea Patterson when he hit him on an inside move counter off of that. The problem you have if you have a mobile quarterback and you get caught inside, uh, that's usually a big play if you got a guy that can run. But I thought Runyon did a good job uh, overall. And, uh, you know, it just it's hard, you know, when you're the focus and and Runyon has been waiting for that challenge and trying to prove himself, I thought they did a good job. I thought Chase for the most part, did his job, kept pressure on there. And I think even Chase's presence puts a lot of pressure on an offense because you can almost feel that guy coming. But yep. oh, who, who was uh, – uh, Landers had a good game, right? He did. Robert Landers had a great game. Yeah. Recovered the fumble and a big stop yeah. on fourth down. 
and you know, and the the game plan offensively for Michigan was pretty good. Um, they go after the linebackers and and they go after uh, uh, the safeties in, in any type of man coverage. So I think when you when you look at at what Michigan was able to do and have the success that they had throwing the ball, even counting the drops. See, as a defensive coordinator, I look at those drops. I look at that as a success for the offense, right? Mm-hmm. Because that's something where you're vulnerable. So we'll see. Uh, I, I think I think there could be a game plan developed, and it's a quick passing game, work in the middle of the field, and if you can match up linebackers with uh, um, explosive tight ends or you get slots on linebackers, uh, that's the way to attack Ohio State. But in fairness to Ohio State, that's the way most teams attack anybody, right? It's all a mismatch game. Everything's a matchup game, and you try to create those matchups. The problem is in college football, the teams that Ohio State played, there's not enough guys to create enough matchups to mm-hmm. give Ohio State a problem. So. Okay, now there's going to be a – I think today was, I think, the first time fans felt like, ooh, that's the defense I saw last year. And there's a couple explanations for this. Well, there are actually three I can think of. Number one, they didn't play well. Ohio State didn't play well. Number two, Sean Wade is out. And, you know, he's a guy who a lot of people have thought is a top two-round pick. Well, uh, he's their slot corner, Bruce, right. which is a vital position, right? And number Sorry. three is just Michigan, you know, had a great plan, and Michigan has There's better athletes than a lot of the other teams that Ohio State has played. So uh, did, did, did one of those feel more of a factor to you than the other? I, I think what I talked about at the beginning of the week is that, you know, that they're better athletes. So I think Ohio State will be better for playing against those better athletes at all those positions, right? There's yeah. their skill guys. Are well, that's what you're going to see from here on out, you would think. Well, you're not going to – I don't think you can run the ball consistently uh, on these guys. You, know, you certainly I, can't I run it wide. I don't understand yeah. anybody trying to run it wide on them. <laughs> yeah. That's just dumb. Yeah. They they got a, they've got a couple out there, but it, on that reverse with that touchdown they had, but um, yeah, but I, I don't yeah. consider that a conventional no, wide I, I, run. I, that's yeah. coming, you know, it's a kind of a misdirection type thing where they're sending it left and he comes back right. It was well, a nice play, really nice I play. Think the only thing that'd be concerning is that Clemson certainly has that in their arsenal and are not afraid to, to yeah. run it more than one time a game and with different people out of different formations, you know. So look, they Ohio State's defense is. You know, I think they were they were challenged, you know, because I, I can guarantee you if, if I'm Jeff Halfley or Greg Madison, I go in that locker room, that's not who we are, you know. And there were some communication issues, which has not been a big issue this year in that back end. But you start, you saw guys after some big plays start looking around and pointing at each other, right? Yeah. I yeah. thought you had them, or we saw two guys yeah. chase a guy one time, and they hit the guy coming across the middle. Uh, the, the biggest thing that I think is going to be a benefit for them and, you know, I know how State practices against really good wide receivers, but you cannot, as you know, simulate game speed, and you can't simulate another team's offense. So it's a, it's a good lesson. I think they'll grow from it, and I'm glad they had that problem because all this stuff is, is things that you can adapt to and get ready for as you get further into the competition. I mean, I really do believe the competition is going to start in Indianapolis and you got to get the right draw and hopefully they'll finish number one and play the four seed. 
Well, and I don't think Clemson will be the four seed. I don't. I don't believe so. No. Uh, you uh, made the point early on that you'd pick the offensive line as the MVP, and to, you know, to your point, for people who would say, "Well, Justin Fields threw four touchdown passes, and Dobbins ran for four touchdowns." Neither of those happens without the offensive line play. And really, Chris, I don't think J.K. Dobbins was even touched on any of his first three touchdown runs. <laughs> Two from the five and one from the six. I mean, it, I mean, that's crazy. They couldn't get a hand on him from the five or the six. So my big thing with offensive line is, is two things that I look at at run blocking. And I've been looking at and this is why I think, I mean, I have the Giants. Saquon Barkley's really struggling, right? And, and I don't want to get off on the NFL here, but I'm just giving you things that I look out for a good run game. An offensive lineman able to sustain and finish blocks. An offensive lineman coming off double teams to the second level. Nobody at least, now I haven't watched a ton of college football. I mean, I watched a lot of it. But no offensive line that I've looked at hard does a better job than getting to the second level and finishing and sustaining blocks than Ohio State's offensive line. And that takes teamwork and unity, and it's uh, it's really, for me, it's fun to watch. How much of that is, uh, they, they made a, a point on the telecast about the physical size advantage Ohio State has over Michigan. Is that... Some of that is it technique. You've talked before about the importance of five guys working like a glove or fingers in yeah. a, fingers in a fist. Yeah, I, I think it's it's a, all of it. You know, I do think you know it's a big man's game, man. You know, and uh, that they're athletic though too for their size, and it just goes again to show you uh, uh, the the talent level. And you know, how many starters are back from last year's offensive line? Uh, I think one. I think that's one. it. Yeah, just one. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. That's the biggest. Justin Fields isn't the biggest surprise to me. The defense isn't the biggest surprise to me because I do think there were philosophical adjustments made. Mm-hmm. It's how well that offensive line is played. I mean, I don't say that lightly, Bruce. When I talked about uh, in the history of Ohio State offensive line, as far as five guys working together, man, it's, it's just fun to watch. And the tight ends are good. 88, whatever his name is. Luke Farrell. Yeah, Luke Farrell's good. Not yeah. Luke. Luke is 89. Oh. 80, Housen or whatever, 80. I, and I don't, I don't want to screw up his name and mispronounce it, but I, uh, maybe if you get a chance, look that up and correct me on that. But All I right. thought he played really well today. Barry was in there, number 13. Yeah, Rashad so, Barry, yep. Yeah, so it's uh, it was just a great team win, man. It's it's fun to watch, and it's it's fun to be a part of, even from a distance, and I can't. I tell you, I don't think there's a happier guy in the world than Urban Meyer, to be honest with you. I mean, Woodson was on that pregame show, hooting and hollering and making all kind of noise, and all Urban was doing was holding up the rings. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know if you saw any. That's of that. That's the uh, jewel, the jewelry version of uh, scoreboard. Yeah, Jeremy Ruckert's <laughs> the tight end you're looking for. Yeah, yeah, he did a really good job. Thank you, Bruce. Uh, he did. Uh, sorry, Jeremy. Uh, I just there's a lot of things going through my head right now, but he did a really good job too. Okay, uh, for as much happiness as there is on the Ohio State side, you know, the way Michigan started, I thought, okay, you know, if you're Harbaugh, you can sell this as progress. Um, You know, look, I'm not on the, he's not getting the job done up there, but it is, this is the grading scale. I mean, this is the grading scale. It's not, it's not nine and three. It's not a New Year's Day bowl. I mean, this is the grading scale. And I, from 62 to 39 to 56 to 27, I mean, that's progress. I wish I could show you my Twitter of how many Michigan, you know, because I have a great connection yeah. with the fans in Michigan and Detroit. And I've got about eight of them asking me, is it time for Harbaugh to go? And my answer is 
only if you're bringing in John Harbaugh. <laughs> it's time for him to go. That's yeah. that's the only. That's um. I look. I I think they're adjusting. I think he's going to recruit a different type of player. I think he, you know, but they're they're behind. I mean, they are behind. I mean, I, I, they were exposed today to how far talent wise they're behind Ohio State. They're behind at at every position except maybe wideout. Their wideouts are good enough. Yeah. They're they're not good enough on either line. They're definitely not good enough at running back. Their tight ends are good. Um, you know, Shea Patterson's good, but he's not as good as Justin Fields. Uh, they no. probably have a couple defensive players who are okay, but uh, right. I just think, you know, I mean, he's 0-5. It's not like he's 0-1 and he's, oh, wow, okay, well, that's what Ohio State's like. That's the athlete I need to get. That's the kind of player I need to have. I need to be, we need to be this physical. We need to be this fast. He's looked at this for five years. Yeah. I got no argument with you. I don't know what to tell you. But then again, I, I mean, said, I, I kind of wonder, like, does does a change make it make any difference? I mean, maybe it's just, I say all the time, man, the Big Ten stinks. Well, I, I mean, I'm starting to think the Big Ten doesn't stink. It's the team I cover is so good, they make everybody look bad. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, I had a friend text me uh, at the Lions preseason games with, uh, and he's in diehard Michigan guy. I mean, you know, we have diehard Buckeyes. There are, as you know, diehard Michigan folks up there, right? That sure. are just as passionate sure. about Michigan as we are about Ohio State. And he asked me what I would do. And we've addressed this on our podcast. I think every time we talk to Michigan, the first thing they got to do is find a stud running back and a stud quarterback. And they haven't had either there since uh, since Jim has been there. No. No, they haven't. And that's so weird because that's – I remember his press conference at the Super Bowl, when he got to the Super Bowl. He's with the Niners, and he was having fun. You know, you can tell always when Harbaugh's kind of yanking people around. And he's he talks yeah. about this conversation he had with Bo when he was hired, and he says, Bo says, are you, are you going to have a tight end, Jim? Are you going to put a, a tight end with his hand in the dirt? You know, I thought the one thing they would certainly be is a physical football team that could run the football. Yeah. They can't. They can't well, they like do it. San Francisco, Bruce. I mean, they were physical football team yes. when he took the 49ers to the Super Bowl. Yeah. It's just, a, maybe it's another thing, too. Isn't it interesting? Now, he did it at Stanford, too, where he was successful. You bet. Yeah. Right? I mean, he turned Stanford around. Stanford was odd-awful when he got there. Yes, they were. And uh, he, he turned them around. So, I don't know. I uh, I, I guess uh, the best best sign I saw today Eight no, is there a mercy rule? Man, <laughs> so, oh man! Just, <laughs> if I'm a Michigan guy, that's uh, I got nothing coming back. Well, okay. I mean, what do I come back? Well, with? you're eight no. <laughs> you, you you didn't win at home, and you got to come to Columbus next year. And Justin Fields is back, and Garrett Wilson's back, and Chris Olave's back. Good yeah. luck, you know. Yeah. Good luck. Uh, yeah. And I'm sure there'll be on, on another running back come up through the ranks. Well, I mean, we got our guy, Master Teague. We, we don't even know who that is. I mean, one, <laughs> we got Master well, Teague ready to take Master, over. I think Master's a great number two. I don't think he's a bell cow yet. Ooh. Ooh. We disagree on that. You. We disagree on that. I okay. I'll, well, I'm telling you, there's going to be a guy, a different guy emerge next year that we don't even we haven't even heard of. So, all right. Uh, you're in uh, New York. New York. Giants and Packers. Giants and Packers. I love it, man. It's uh, 
I'm fired up for it. For the Packers played bad. Aaron Rodgers uh, didn't play well, uh, so they'll they'll be all fired up. Giants feel like they're better than they are. So you never know in the NFL. Unlike an Ohio State Michigan game, you can't predict the outcome of NFL games. That is true. Uh, West Jefferson Plumbing and Heating's been with us since the beginning. We want to thank uh, Ivan and the West Jeff crew. Uh, they sponsor our podcast, West Jeff Plumbing and Heating, 614-879-9606. You can find them on the web, westjeffplumbingandheating.com. If you haven't had a furnace check yet, you better get it done. You say, well, I've already got the furnace running. Yeah, what well, do you want it to break down when it's super, super cold? No, you don't. Get your filter changed. Have West Jeff do it, and they can take care of any of your plumbing needs either or as well. They also service all of Central Ohio, so if you're in Gahan, if you're way over on the uh, uh, west of here in Springfield, no worries. West Jeff will come. West Jefferson Plumbing and Heating, 614-879-9606. We always end with the faith portion. I don't know, you may be key, too keyed up for a faith portion today. Uh, what, you have anything in that regard for us or uh, or not? Just give me one second because I just sent it to myself because okay. it stuck with me. Hold on. Okay, very good. I'm uh, I'm teaching tomorrow off the uh, parable of the sower tomorrow at uh Northwest Chapel at uh, nine thirty, so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, a lot of richness this in is, this that goes store. For, um, this is all for. I'm saying this in just. It says, "Don't let evil overcome you. Overcome evil by doing good." So Ohio State did that today. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'll give you that's one cheap. Romans. I'll give you one cheap shot there. Yeah, that's uh, that is from Romans. Uh, listen, that's man, fun. we're just having fun. Having fun, having fun. You know, that's I uh, boy, it's just. I mean, here's the thing. Just do. Is this? Do you feel this thing has lost something, or does this never get old? You know, there's two schools no, of thought on it. Does it never get I old, actually, or is it lost something? I actually uh, was uh, chatting with uh, Coach Meyer today, and. Uh, he was explaining to me, sorry for name dropping there, but he explained that just so excited about the atmosphere was unbelievable, he said, up there. So, you know, that was really cool. So, I, no, I don't think it'll ever get old, to be honest with you. I really don't. I think it'll – and, and first of all, I got the whole problem. I know what the whole problem is. I just, I just thought of it. Okay. Pittsburgh started it. Pittsburgh that's started the Freddy it. Freddie Kitchen. Yeah, that's the that's right. Epstein didn't kill himself. Pittsburgh started it. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh and a twenty-nine point a twenty. Yeah, a twenty-nine point loss this year is progress from a twenty-three point loss last year. I guess so. There we are. Uh, listen, enjoy your game tomorrow. I'll uh, see you Monday. We'll know whether it's the Gophers or the Badgers, and we'll start uh, taking a look at that one in the Big Ten title game. Buckeyes are twelve and zero. And we thank everybody for listening to the podcast. And Spiels, thanks for joining us from NYC. You got it.